0: it's E.B. Moss, and this is it. Episode one of It's Quite a Living, and it's my personal podcast. After doing dozens of podcasts for other businesses, I wanted to combine a little bit of the business with a little bit of the personal. So I am talking to people that I've crossed paths with, mostly in the business world in some fashion or another, probably because I've had a bunch of different Jobs, different careers. I've done everything from being a singing telegram stork at a baby shower to impersonating Bette Midler to running ad sales marketing for some major media companies. So along the way, I've crossed paths with people who don't just say, "Eh, it's a living. They get to say, it's quite a living. And I wanted to know what took them down their career path, what they've learned, and maybe even why they named their dog Fluffy. Who knows? But we're going to have conversations with people who can claim it's quite a living. First up is Joseph Jaffe. I met Joseph because I used to read his blog all the time, Jaffe Juice, great for media and marketing insights. And then I saw him a few times as a keynote speaker in the industry. He's super smart. He was at the top of his game in marketing and became an author of about five business books now. His current book is called Built to Suck, and we're going to hear why. I'm E.B. Moss, and I know a few people. One of them that I've gotten to know more recently is Joseph Jaffe, He's the author of five books. He's someone whose stuff I've read for years now. Jaffe Juice was really one of the things that I cut my eye teeth on in terms of understanding the world of marketing and and best practices. And Joe, I bumped into you again just a few weeks ago at the Association of National Advertisers. And I thought... I got to talk to you about you personally, because I think you have a pretty interesting history. So as one of the guys in the hot seat now for It's Quite a Living, I want to talk about how you built your living. Who are you? What are you? Why are you?
1: Yeah, so, I, um, so it begins in South Africa. I decided that I was going to go to Israel for a year uh, on a program where I was going to Study at the Hebrew University and tour the country and party and uh, and then I fell off a wall.
0: What? Not f- the wall.
1: No, I fell off a wall. No, not okay. that wall. Okay. No, I fell off a wall uh, trying to break into my friend's house to wake him up because we were going to drive to the airport and pick up my mom who was coming back from abroad and I was kind of illegally driving. without a license Mm. and i and i would have successfully driven to the airport the age of 17 in south africa you know you only get your license at 18 and um and i would have picked up and my whole life we would not be talking today
0: what happened
1: so so i wanted to do the right thing and pick him up uh, and have him in the car because he had his license and uh he had gone out partying to like Six in the morning. I'm at his house at seven. There's no cell phones. No one's at the house. His parents were away. And there was a big construction site next door. And I tried to drop myself from one, you know, exposed floor to a wall, to another wall. And I basically uh, hit, the si- hit the edge of the wall, fell backwards, oh, fell about 20 feet. Oh, my. Broke my elbow in three places. Broke my shoulder in two places. Dislocated it. Was in the hospital for like a month. Got pins and wires put in. Bottom line is I never went to Israel. <laughs> um, my mother walked in one day, kind of threw a prospectus at me uh, from uh, from the University of Cape Town and said, well, what are you studying at UCT? Because you're not going to Israel. Oh. And from there, over six months, because I, I decided I would do a, a BSc, and I was going to do pharmacy. I was going to become, a, I don't know, a chemist or something like that and uh, have my own little little pharmacy. Um
0: that's changed, not what I would have cha- expected yeah, you to say.
1: Changed quickly uh, to um, computer science. I was going to become a programmer. I probably should have stuck to that. But then I got chicken pox for two <laughs> weeks. Missed two weeks of, of all of these classes. Couldn't catch up. It was just, I was struggling too much. And I went into business science uh, and, uh, and found and discovered this thing called marketing. And I never looked back. Um, and, and, that, and that began this path um towards being a marketer. And and I remember right at the end, I crushed it in the last two years. Once once I started with marketing, I was I was Dean's Merit list, I was getting all the class medals and I was just I was crushing it. I was, you know, working working as hard as I've ever worked. I just loved it. And we go to these interviews, all the corporates came came to like recruit. And I remember this SOB from, from Unilever. Um, head of HR standing up saying, "Hey guys, you don't have to have studied marketing to come for a marketing interview at Unilever." He was like, "Look at me, I'm the head of HR and I studied zoology," and I thought to myself, "You arrogant little ass! You know, like how you—you're basically telling people that they didn't—they stu- mm. didn't need to study for four years to do what? Uh, no, that—that that, that just doesn't sound right." Mm. He was completely right, but he was still arrogant. Um, <laughs> that you either get it or you don't yeah. you either you're either a marketer or you aren't you can you can learn you can you know be taught but but a natural marketer is someone that just gets it and lives lives on it and thrives on it and uh and then you know i ended up working uh also weird squiggly path i ended up deciding i still was going to you know i didn't get a job by the way i was you know top of the class only person that never got a single callback.
0: Not even at Unilever.
1: No, definitely not at Unilever because <laughs> I was too book smarts and I was too academic mm. at the time. And that's interesting because I'm kind of going embracing that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 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 after all this time, having now written a course uh, for West, uh, I'm an instructor at West Virginia University, their online program, and I'm actually now st- uh, doing a certification program to become an adjunct professor and join the faculty. Of a school because I've always loved that academic side of yeah. the business. But it, now is the right time in my career to do it, to pursue it. Um, so I, I decided to get a job as a just delivering chickens for this company called Nando's, <laughs> get a free meal. I love the chicken. Um, after one day, they said, Look, you know, you're great at driving and all, but you know, you actually know a thing or two about business. We need a manager at one of our restaurants. Would you be a manager of this restaurant or one of the co-managers? And I was like, sure, management position. Now I'm, you know, cashing up the waiters and the staff and and checking the orders of of you know chicken and 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 vegetables coming every day. Um, and one day, the the founder of the company walks in with the whole marketing with the two marketing leaders. I was the third marketing employee eventually. And I just took my chance, and I said I would love to work for you guys in marketing. And they said, well, you know, what what are your credentials? And I said I just you know graduated top of the class at at, at college. Uh, and they gave me an assignment. Well, what would you do for this restaurant, you know? And I put together a whole essentially PowerPoint presentation, um, and I and and that was my foot in the door. And that began a process that after five years of working at Nando's, I ended up leaving. Uh, only because my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, was in the U.S. Um, and that's why I came to America 22 years ago, worked on Madison Avenue, um, was liberated from advertising. Um, I'll leave it there because I'm sure you have another question. Um, I, but that was all so pre, pre-books, pre-consulting, pre-entrepreneurship.
0: Amazing. Cetera. And I, I will say because, you know, this podcast is really about how you, you hit the heights and you know the personal stories i just
1: spoke to you about the lows
0: although i think that's fascinating but some of the heights were that you were director of interactive media at um, big agencies tbwa shia day omd usa
1: but but like talk about serendipity i'm at shia day this is the company that i thought i would grow old working for um, because tbwa was also the agency of nando's the most creative agency in the world apple absolute etc and for the first 6 months or 8 months there it was awesome uh, i was i was an interactive strategist life was great the next thing i know three things happened uh, at the same time um, one um i was prom- i was promoted actually four things i was promoted to run interactive media i'd never worked in media in my life but but my boss had moved into another special ops or special unit. Two, my wife gave birth to our first kid. Um, so I was unbelievably euphoric to be a father. Uh-huh. And now I'm running this department. And three, almost instantaneously, 8% of the workforce got laid off. And the first thing that I had to do was lay off my own people. And and everybody hated me. They hated me because who are you to run this department and let our friends go and you're so happy-go-lucky, you know, because you're a father and whatever the case may be. And then a few months later, nine eleven. And and so you know, long short story shorter. Um, you know, when OMD was formed uh, the following year, I you know I was just it was a, it was a crossroads for me because I'm not a media guy mm-hmm. actually. I'm a I, I gravitate. I was a strategic planner. You know, I gravitate towards the creative side of the business, um, and uh, and you know, I, I never I was paid by OMD, but I never actually set foot in OMD's offices. There was no OMD; it was busy being formed at the time. Right. Um, but I didn't go back to the agency world. I was mm-hmm. so disillusioned with the lack of commitment to innovation, to digital, to progress, to change. Um, And, you know, about three weeks into, into not having a job, I, uh, you know, suddenly the phone starts ringing off the hook proverbially because I'd been writing for media, daily news Mm -hmm. for media Post, and, and everyone had heard that I was on the market. And, and I remember my first gig was ask Jeeves. Um,
0: I remember that.
1: Yeah. So they said, could you come out Mm -hmm. and speak to our team? We'll pay for all of your expenses. And we'll pay you fifteen hundred dollars. And I was like, what? Fifteen hundred dollars for forty five minutes and you all expenses paid. And then, of course, I incorrectly did the math, and I was like, "Wait a second, if I'm getting paid fifteen hundred dollars for forty five minutes, eight hours a day, five days a week, you know, like fifty two <laughs> weeks, I'm going to be a billionaire." but like, <laughs> nobody told nobody told me that as a consultant, you eat Which what you kill.
0: Quincy, yeah,
1: yeah,, exactly. and uh but but that began this whole process of of just doing what I love. That's mm. the bottom line here, e. Yep. b. it's it's if you do what you love, the rest will follow. I am so passionate. I love teaching. I love helping. I love speaking. I love writing. You know, I, I've achieved my bucket list in my life, yeah. which is to write, to write five books, maybe to become a professor. To like every time I set my, I give myself a new bucket list challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I've achieved it. And it's not about money, it's not about uh, fame and fortune and success and ego. It's about, you know, feeling like I've actualized myself. And and for me, like when you started this, you know, saying that you, you were influenced by, you were a reader of mm-hmm. Jaffee Juice, that's why I do what I do. That's why I've always done what I do and why I always will do it is even to just inspire one person or, you know, the amount of people that have come up to me and have said things like, um, I've changed my career path because of you. Like that is an awesome responsibility. Yeah. It's almost too much for me to handle but to inspire people to just make the most of their time i mean that's 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 my that's my calling
0: so you built your consultancy hms beagle the hmsbeagle.com um well, i got to know about the name
1: so the hms beagle 200 years ago there, uh, was a real ship that sailed carrying charles darwin and uh, it sailed to the galapagos and it was on that voyage the second voyage that Darwin formulated all of his thinking and theories on evolution. You know, and of course, Darwin, the quote that most people are familiar with is, it's not the strongest of species that survives, nor the most intelligent, but rather the one that is the most adaptable to change. So the whole concept of evolution, my previous company, now carrying through through the Beagle, is this idea of, you know, you survive and you thrive by being adaptable to change and by changing. And so... You know, we set up this little consultancy. I will tell you, because it's just you and me here, so this goes no further. No. That um, you know, we're we're developing, we've developed and are continuing to develop a new kind of strategic planning called survival planning. So what is survival planning? Survival planning is strategic planning in an age of short termism, mm-hmm. risk aversion, and constant disruption. Mm-hmm. So how do you become, how do you you know, I was an account planner, strategic planner how do you in fact strategically plan right you know knowing that the culture and the climate of business today is is focused on immediate roi on 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 conservatism and just this constant you know disruption or reinvention occurring just when we think we figured it out something else comes along and just knocks us to the floor um and so you know building the ip and the and the process and the plans and the and and the frameworks is something that the geek in me is just loving at the moment.
0: I want to go back to – it's actually one of my favorite words, and it's serendipitous that you would use this word, but I love the word serendipity. And in sort of the – I'll use an old word, old phrase, new age community – um, there's a saying that, you know, if things keep getting in your way, you better stop and pay attention that that's not the path you're supposed to be on. So I, I, I find it fascinating that you fell off a wall and broke your arm. You got chicken pox, you, you know, the dog ate your homework, whatever it is. And it forced you to be on the path you were meant to be on. How did you meet your wife? Was that serendipitous also, do you think?
1: So that was, um, that was at actually at college. Uh, I was in my third year. She was in her first year. Um, so by American standards, I was a junior, she was a freshman. And as it turns out, she actually was at school with my sister, but you know, they, they, um, I mean, they were friendly, but they weren't uh, friends per se. And, uh, I couldn't believe that I'd never seen this, you know, at the same school, same high school, but I'd never seen her before. And, um, it might be the reason why I became very studious because she used to spend a lot of time uh, studying at one of the libraries. And so for some, you know, serendipitous reason, it wasn't serendipity at all. It was more like stalking. Um, Whenever she studied, I studied. Whenever she took a break, I took a break. Um, And, uh, and she was very studious. And so I became very studious, but, but that's another thing that, I mean, you talk about that brought me um, to the U S and, and, you know, She's South African. I'm South African. I, I think, from a cultural standpoint, um, it's very important to me. You know, I'm I'm a dual citizen, but I am a citizen, mm-hmm. and I'm a proud citizen of uh, of of you know of the United States. I'm very patriotic. I love this country, and this is my home. My kids were born here, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm certainly not going back to South Africa. We're happy to have you. Thank you. Well, <laughs> I haven't been deported yet. Um, but um, but you know, I, I think that. This is a constant thing that you'll hear me say, which is, you know, never forget where you've come from, um, humble beginnings, um, remember the lows to really savor the highs. Um, and, um, and history and heritage is just so important. Yeah. And even when we think about our business, you've got to go backwards to, to project forwards, mm-hmm. you know? And I think I said that before as well, which is when you actually study the past, um, it, it just, it, it's in fact i'll tell you a little um just very total non um my uh, i have a newsletter so if you if you guys listening are remotely interested in me which you know you shouldn't be but but if you are should be. you you can you can go to com and sign up for my newsletter but next week's article is actually called uh, what if the founding fathers were the founder fathers in other words, like founders of a startup and thought of America as a startup. And what would they say about the process and about our election system? And it was just a way of going back by saying, we always go back and we talk about our founding fathers yep. um, as if they're like sacrosanct and on a pedestal. And the reality is they're probably very flawed. they were probably also just making it up as they went along. Mm-hmm. They were, at the end of the day, entrepreneurs. and And there's something you know just chaotic and and scary and exhilarating about being an entrepreneur about pivoting about accepting failure and and no for an and never accepting no for an answer but embracing failure i should say yeah. uh, and as you say when those obstacles get thrown in front of you well you've got two po- you've got two things right one is can you avoid them can you overcome them can you go around them but also sometimes to see the wood for the trees for me, it was easy. Yeah. You know, I'd broken bones. You know, I, uh, you know, I, I, I had a girl in America, you know, I, you know, the whole, uh, the layoffs and, and being laid off, you know, um, but all of that, sometimes you realize everything happens for a reason yeah. and, and you know what, take solace in that, you know, take joy from that and make yourself stronger because of all of that adversity because there's just no question you'll be better off if you do embrace it.
0: It, It's a a perfect way to end, although I think we're going to have to do a part two, Joseph Jaffe, because your mind would be a terrible thing to waste. And (laughs) I've already learned so much that we have to pivot. We have to um, embrace change when it comes our way. We have to make lemonade out of lemons. And, uh, you know, be open and passionate,
1: always be open, always be curious. And I mean, even you and I met, uh, probably serendipitously or randomly yeah. bumping into one another, you know, at, at the ANA, um, you gotta be open, you gotta be open to all of these signs. And, uh, and if you do, you know, that curiosity that, you know, my, my, my kids, by the way, I'll, I'll say very quickly. I know we have to go, um, but my kids kind of like they always chastise me because I make friends wherever I go. You, why do you talk to that stranger on the plane? Why did you talk to the person in the security lane? Why, why are you always just, you know, like trying to find things in common with strangers? And, and, and my answer to them is because you never know who you're going to meet and you never know what you're going to take away from that random encounter. Yeah. Almost always it's going to over-deliver as opposed to under-delivering.
0: Oh. Joseph Jaffe, it's quite a living. It's quite a life. Well, I really want to thank you for listening, for sharing, for subscribing to, hopefully even rating this podcast and telling your friends, because after all, this is just about talking with friends. So thank you for being in my expanding circle of friends. And the truth is, whether you're living quite the living We're all really lucky to be living quite the life.